Welcome to Snuggle, Cozy Stories for Kids. This episode is called The Snow Queen. Hey friend, it's Tom here, as usual, and I'm so glad you chose to be here for story time. In this episode, Elizabeth is here to read us a cozy winter story based on a classic fairy tale. It's about a girl who journeys to find a palace of ice, and I think you're going to love it. To prepare our minds so that they're ready to imagine this story, let's take a nice, relaxing breath together. So, breathe in fully, and gently exhale back out. Wonderful, you're getting really good at that. Now, picture in your mind a land covered in ice and snow. It's nighttime, and the light of the moon casts a warm glow across the frozen ground. This is where our story begins. Once upon a time, in a palace of ice, there lived a queen. She had hair as white as snow, and a dress made of moonlight. Her eyelashes were rimmed with frost, and everywhere she went, A flurry of snowflakes swirled about her. Few had ever seen her palace, which was tucked away in the northern lands, at the edge of a frigid glacier. But they had all heard the stories of how to find it. In hushed voices, they told the tale of the Snow Queen around campfires late at night. Just follow the northern lights, they said. Watch them crackle above your head as they shift from green to purple to blue. The most brilliant blue lights always shimmer in the sky above her palace. That is how you will find it, they would say. But many of the things people said about the Snow Queen were not true. She did not turn people's hearts to ice, nor freeze them where they stood. However, what they said about the lights was true. The most wondrous auroras shone above her castle, 
like sapphire waves crashing against a wintry shore. At night, she liked to walk outside in her courtyard and look into the sky. Great curtains of colour moved and shifted, sending ripples of electric blue across the horizon. They reflected in her icy eyes as snowflakes flurried around her. Most of the time, the Snow Queen was content to stay in her palace, nestled in its arctic landscape. Just as the tropical beaches were warm, the north was cold. Her presence there did not shift the balance. But every year, at the end of autumn, just as the leaves were falling from the trees, the Snow Queen made her journey around the earth in her crystal sleigh. She flew across the jet-black sky, with stars twinkling overhead. She glided down winter trails and walked the path of the highest mountains, leaving the ground frozen behind her. Down below, people could see when the Snow Queen had visited their lands. They knew winter was on its way when they saw her blanket of frost laying gently across their highest peaks. There are cold days ahead they'd say, lighting their campfires and preparing for snow. She enjoyed her time in the southern lands. She walked through villages and towns and smiled as children had snowball fights in the squares. Sometimes, she would stand near the window of a cottage and watch families pile logs in the fireplace and gather together over a hot meal. As she looked in, her breath would touch the windows and before long, they too would be covered in a fine, layer of frost. The Snow Queen longed for an evening by the fire, but more than anything, she longed for people to share it with. It was a solitary life, being the bringer of winter, 
and after so many years, she found that she was lonely. But she was also shy. There were moments when someone would gaze out the window of their home, just as she was peering in. One such time, it was the face of a young man who looked back. He did not smile or wave. Instead, he turned away, unsettled by the vision of a frozen woman with snow-white hair and ice-blue eyes on the other side. He, too, had heard stories of the Snow Queen and did not want to find out if they were true. And so, she stayed in her palace or walked the land alone. She avoided windows if she could and crept through the streets, under the cover of darkness. That is why people often awoke to find a fresh layer of snow in the morning, having fallen the night before from heavy skies. Yet she missed being able to see the happiness that her winters brought to the people in their homes. So, one day, she made a mirror from the clearest ice. It was smooth and shiny like glass, and through it, she could see any window she wished. But, like all mirrors, it could be dangerous. It was easy to forget the world around her when something so beautiful was right at her fingertips. So entranced by the mirror was the queen that she carried it wherever she went. She brought it into her courtyard instead of looking at the sky and carried it as she walked across the land. One evening, she climbed into her crystal sleigh and prepared to venture south. As she was soaring across the midnight sky, the mirror of ice slipped from her grasp and fell to the ground below. There, it shattered into a million tiny pieces. The pieces were so small, they could not be seen by the naked eye 
that they were picked up by the wind and carried in flurries of snow across the land. One speck of the mirror, no bigger than a piece of dust, landed in the eye of a young man. His name was Kai, and he lived in a village at the edge of the forest. He was returning home from his evening walk by the river with his best friend, Gerda. A gust of wind rattled the branches of the pine trees around them and blew the dry and powdery snow up from the ground. Gerda brushed the snow from the front of her woolen dress and Kai rubbed his eye. In that moment, a thought came into his mind. He remembered the time he'd seen the strange, frozen woman with the snow-white hair and the ice-blue eyes standing outside his window. The image of her face burned into his mind. Like magic, he could hear the howling of winter winds and see pillars of blue light in the sky. Slowly he blinked, not believing what he'd seen. And, as quickly as the visions had come, they vanished once again into the night air. Gerda saw her friend was distracted by something. She touched the arm of his coat. What's wrong? she asked. It's nothing to worry about, said Kai. I was just remembering something I saw long ago. When they reached Gerda's house, the friends said goodnight and parted ways. The next morning, Kai woke up and found that the image of the strange, frozen woman lingered in his mind. He got dressed and prepared to do his chores. But as the day went on, the woman's face grew clearer, and at the edge of his vision, he thought he saw flashes of blue dancing across the sky. The days passed and winter drew closer to the little village by the forest. Gerda had known Kai since they were children, and she could tell 
that something was bothering him. Every time she saw him, he seemed more and more preoccupied. But no matter how many questions she asked, he would not answer. It's nothing to worry about, he said again and again. One day, Kai and Gerda were walking together by the river. Heavy grey clouds hung overhead. The air was crisp and a fresh layer of frost had touched the ground the night before. They were talking about fond memories from winter's past when Kai grew quiet. He turned his face to the sky and his eyes opened wide. What is it? Gerda asked. But Kai did not answer. He was lost in thought entranced by something only he could see. Around them, snow began to fall. In the distance, Gerda saw a flurry of snowflakes swirling above the ground, turning and spinning in the shape of a funnel. The outline of a woman seemed to be standing in the center of it all. Gerda could not make out her features, but the snowflakes churned and gathered around her, as though suspended by unseen winds or magic. Behind the woman, Gerda saw a beautiful crystal sleigh resting softly on the powdery white ground. The woman stepped into the sleigh as the snowflakes billowed around her like a veil. Though it had no horse pulling it forward, it made an arc as it turned to leave. Before Gerda realized what was happening, Kai began to run. He followed the sleigh as it disappeared into the forest. Gerda called for him to come back, but Kai could not hear her. He ran faster and faster until he was out of sight. Kai felt the wind whip around his face as he ran. Wait, 
he called to the woman on the sleigh. Please, wait. It began to slow up ahead. When he reached it, he recognized the frozen woman with the icy blue eyes and snow-white hair. You're the one I saw outside my window all those years ago, he said. And now I see you in my dreams. Please, let me come with you. The Snow Queen realized what had happened. This must be the magic of the shattered mirror at work. Entrancing this man, so all he saw was her face looking back at him as she had once done. She shook her head. You cannot come with me, she said. My palace is no place for ordinary people. You belong here with your friends in your village. Kai frowned. But all I can think of is you and winter and the blue lights in the sky, he said. You must let me come with you. The Snow Queen paused and thought. She couldn't leave this man out here on his own, so deep in the forest. She had a warm blanket on the seat beside her, though, and because of her mistake, she felt he was now her responsibility. You may stay with me, she told him, but only until we can find a way to fix this. Kai stepped into the sleigh, and the Snow Queen wrapped the blanket around his shoulders. She had made the mirror from the ice at her palace. Perhaps she could find a solution there. With a flick of her hand, the sleigh jumped into the air. Higher and higher it soared, until it floated above the clouds in the sky. They headed north. Kai watched the forest fly past below them. They soared over mountaintops and the frigid expanse of frozen tundra. They flew as day turned to night. Around them, magnificent waves of color rippled across the dark sky as the stars glittered overhead. Back at home, Gerda sat on her bed with her head in her hands. 
Kai was gone, and Gerda believed she knew who was responsible. Like him, she had grown up hearing the tales of the Snow Queen, the woman whose touch could turn a heart cold and leave a person frozen where they stood. It was said she travelled on a crystal sleigh and could be seen in the places the snowflakes gathered. When a window frosted from the corners inward, that was the breath of the Snow Queen as she stood outside, watching and waiting. Now, Kai was with her. Most likely she had taken him to her icy palace in the northern lands. Gerda sat up straight, a determined look upon her face. It was up to her to rescue him. She packed a bag with warm clothes and food. She made a thermos of hot tea and pulled her snowshoes down from the wall. Gerda spun a length of twine around her skis and fastened them across her back, one over the other. And then she headed out into the dark and cold night. Gerda walked for miles and miles. She started down a trail she knew well until she reached the river. She followed it by moonlight along its twists and turns until the morning sun began to glow on the horizon. Up ahead, she saw a shimmering in the air, like a veil of golden lace pulled across her view. How strange, Gerda thought. She walked up to the mirage and watched as it sparkled in the dim light. She reached out her hand, and finding no barrier to keep her from passing, walked through it. On the other side, Gerda found herself in a paradise of summer. There was no snow upon the ground, and no icicles hanging from the trees. Butterflies hovered over flowers, bursting with nectar, and birds chittered happily from their perches. The same river flowed through this magical place, 
But here, it shined a warm gold and burbled slowly like a lazy stream. Gerda kneeled beside it and cupped her hands into the water. She took a sip and then another, feeling refreshed as it trickled down her throat. She set down her pack and took her skis off her back. She slipped off the snowshoes and leaned them against a moss-covered rock. She unfurled her blanket and laid down on the ground. I'll just rest here a while, she told the birds, until I feel strong enough to continue. She didn't know how long she slept. The sun rose and set, but Gerda did not stir. When she finally awoke, she thought, that only a few hours had gone by. She stayed one day, and then one more. Time seemed to move differently in this paradise, she thought. Days turned to night, and then nights turned to day, and soon Gerda had almost forgotten why she'd come here. In the back of her mind, she remembered something about a young man and a queen, but they were more like hazy memories now. Gerda was sipping from the stream when she heard a loud caw from above. She saw a raven sitting on a branch. Hello, she said to the large black bird. I've been watching you, the bird replied. Shouldn't you be on your way to find your friend? My friend, Gerda asked him, confused. She could not remember a friend. The raven knew the magic of this place. If people weren't careful, they could become trapped in its thrall. The promise of endless summer was enchanting indeed, but it was not real. He had flown here from the village and had seen the young man and the Snow Queen ride off into the night. He watched Gerda pack her bags and trudge through the snow in search of her friend. You must remember, the raven called down to her. Think hard. Think 
of the Snow Queen. Think of Kai. At the mention of his name, her memories flooded back. How long had she been here, in this strange and mysterious place? Quickly, she packed up her things. Thank you for reminding me, she told the bird. How may I repay you for this kindness? The raven said he was flying north anyway, and if she didn't mind, he'd like to join her on her journey. Gerda welcomed the company. It was nice to have someone to talk to, and she thought it could be handy to have a raven along in case she encountered any more unexpected magic. Together, Gerda and the raven left the enchanted place behind and entered back into the cold. They pushed through snowdrifts and over hills. They walked down valleys and followed winding paths through dark woods. As night was falling, they needed to find somewhere to rest. In the distance, the raven spotted a castle on a moor. They trudged across the sodden ground where ice crystals formed between patches of moss. They reached the castle just as the moon began to rise in the sky. Its walls were cracked with age and the steps had begun to crumble. But the roof was intact and they could build a fire. It would be a warm place to sleep for the night. Gerda rolled out her blanket on the ground and watched logs hiss and pop in the grand stone fireplace. The raven took a perch on the back of a chair. Soon, their eyes grew heavy with sleep and they both drifted off into dreams. In her mind's eye, Gerda saw blue lights tracing a path across the sky. Shifting and shimmering as they pointed the way to a great palace made of ice. She saw the Snow Queen sitting atop her glacial throne and Kai resting below her on a blanket. She could not hear what they spoke of, but she saw 
that Kai looked cold. He was wrapped in furs and coats, but the palace was no place for an ordinary man. The raven dreamt of soaring across the sky among the crackling curtains of blue light, and then of circling the icy palace with outstretched wings, carrying him on the air currents. They did not know how long they slumbered. Once again, time passed as Gerda and the raven were lost in visions. For this was a castle of dreams, where magic ruled the day and night. Outside, a lone reindeer grazed on the moor. He did not dare approach the castle, for he knew about the enchantment that lay upon it. But he'd seen the young woman and the raven venture inside. They had been there, asleep, for many nights. He had heard them speaking of a man and the Snow Queen as they walked across the moor the evening they arrived. They were on some kind of quest, he thought. The reindeer sighed. He would have to wake them up. Slowly, he made his way to the castle and carefully plodded up the crumbling stairs. Inside, the woman slept on a blanket by the ashes of the fire, which had gone out many days ago. The raven was perched on a chair, his little head bobbing up and down with every breath. The reindeer walked over to the woman and nudged her softly with his nose. He chuffed in her ear and tousled her hair. She blinked and rubbed her eyes. Oh, how long have I been asleep? She asked him. For many days and many nights, the reindeer said. You've fallen asleep in a magical place, the castle of dreams. Oh dear, Gerda thought, and poor Kai was in the Snow Queen's palace, all alone in the northern lands. She stood up and went over to the raven 
gently stroking his feathers. He called as he awoke. Thank you for saving us from this castle of dreams, he said to the reindeer. How can we ever repay you? But the reindeer wanted nothing in return. He was already heading north and only asked if he might accompany them on their journey. They welcomed him warmly. It was always better to have more friends. Together, the three left the enchanted castle behind. They wandered over the frozen ground and up the peaks of the highest mountains, and then they descended once again into valleys filled with snow. They walked further and further north until the ground grew flatter and the sky stretched across the horizon. Here, the midday light was only a faded pastel pink with wisps of peach and lilac. The sun no longer peaked above the horizon. They traveled even farther north to a place where twilight graced the skies for just minutes every day. And then they walked together in a perpetual night. The land glowed brightly beneath the moon and stars. Fierce streaks of green and purple cascaded across the depths of the sky. It was more beautiful here than anywhere Gerda had ever seen. She gazed, awestruck, at the open sky. But for the raven and the reindeer, the sight was more familiar. They were both heading north because this was their home. When they grew tired of walking, they slept where they could. Sometimes they would find a rocky cove to lay down in or spend a night in a kindly stranger's barn. This night, they came upon a little hut at the edge of a long, jagged glacier. They would brave that journey in the morning. Gerda knocked on the door, and an old woman answered. Come in, come in, she told the three. Make yourself at home. 
A second woman heated water in a kettle over a modest fire. She asked what brought them so far north in the coldest month of the year. Gerda told her they were trying to find the Snow Queen's palace. The woman nodded. It was not far from here, just across the glacier. But, she warned, the path was even colder than any they'd taken so far. It's not a place for ordinary people, the old woman told Gerda. The reindeer considered her words. He was no ordinary person, but a creature of this vast and frozen land. How many times had he crossed the tundra beneath the light of the winter moon? I will carry you there, he said. You will be safe and warm if you ride upon my back. Gerda nodded. It was a good plan. You will stay with us tonight and then leave first thing in the morning, the old woman said. She prepared some straw in the corner for the reindeer. Gerda laid her blanket out beside him. The raven perched on the back of a chair. Soon the others fell asleep. But the raven stayed up and whispered quietly with the two women until morning. The next day, the little group left the hut. The women wished them well and gave them a final piece of advice. Follow the northern lights until they glow sapphire in the sky above, they said. There you'll find the palace of the Snow Queen. Gerda climbed up onto the reindeer's shaggy back his fur was warm, and the ride was smooth. The raven perched on her shoulder, and together they crossed the long and craggy glacier. Above their heads, the streaks of green and purple began to fade. In their place, Great waves of blue crashed against the velvet sky. In the distance, they saw the palace made of ice. The reindeer carried Gerda up the frozen steps and into the hall. The walls were clear and glassy frigid to the touch.
the floor was a foggy grey, but the same deep cold as the rest of the castle. And there, in the middle of the great hall, stood the Snow Queen's throne. She sat upon it with her icy blue eyes and hair the color of snow. Kai lay on a pile of warm blankets below her. His eyes were closed. Gerda hopped off the reindeer's back and ran to her friend, brushing her fingertips against his cheek. His skin was cool to the touch. The queen told Gerda about her visits to the southern lands, about looking in the windows of the village at the happy families within. She told her about the mirror of ice and how it had fallen from her sleigh and shattered into a million tiny pieces and how a speck of mirror, no bigger than a grain of sand, had landed in Kai's eye. Now all he could see was winter and snow. I have only tried to save him, said the Snow Queen, but I do not have the magic of friendship which is the strongest of all. Gerda looked down at Kai. He was her dearest friend in all the world. She had no magic that she knew of, but she did have love. She leaned down and whispered in his ear, Wake up, Kai she said. It's time to come home. As she spoke, his eyelids fluttered open. After missing it for so long, the warmth of her voice had melted the speck of icy mirror. Kai looked up and instead of seeing the Snow Queen's face, he saw Gerda, and his heart was filled with joy. He stood up and took her hand, thanking her dearly. He couldn't wait to return to their village in the southern lands, the Snow Queen commended Gerda for her bravery and will. This was no casual trek for an ordinary person. She would miss Kai's companionship, she said, but she was happy they would be returning home where they were safe. 
Ada looked back at her new friends. The raven was perched on the reindeer's shoulder and whispered in his ear. He nodded. We have decided to stay, the reindeer said. After all, they were creatures of this land, and everyone, even a snow queen, needed friends. She invited them to stay with her in the palace, and they gladly accepted. Kai and Gerda said their goodbyes. The Snow Queen, the Raven, and the Reindeer went out into the courtyard to watch the pair leave, hand in hand for the south. Snowflakes flurried around them like a veil. But none of them felt cold, for their hearts were warm with the magic of friendship as the sapphire lights danced overhead.